Welcome to Regenerate You. I'm Dr. Nirvana, a board-certified and licensed naturopathic doctor. I created this podcast to share my tips and knowledge on restoring your health naturally. It's exciting to share my unique approach with you to regenerating your body from the inside out. So get ready to receive practical and effective approaches for living your best life possible in under 15 minutes. Hello everyone, welcome to Regenerate You. I'm Dr. Nirvana. Today I want to talk about what happens when your blood sugar is out of balance. What does blood sugar mean? Well, it's a measure of the amount of glucose in our blood. When we eat carbohydrates, glucose enters the bloodstream and it's regulated by the hormones insulin and glucagon. Ideally, the amount of glucose rises just a bit, but not too much when we eat, then it returns to normal. What we're trying to avoid is wild swings of blood sugar where it rises too high or stays high or dips too low before normalizing. So what happens when we have these dramatic shifts in our blood sugar? Here are a few different things that can go wrong. Hyperglycemia or high blood sugar. This happens when there's too much sugar in the bloodstream. And the symptoms can be increased thirst, blurry vision, frequent urination, or headaches. And hypoglycemia or low blood sugar is when there's too little sugar in the blood. And these symptoms can include pale skin, sweating, dizziness, hunger, headaches, shaking, irritability, or anxiety. A lot of people actually call this being hangry. Insulin resistance, however, is a specific condition that develops in response to a flood of sugar in the bloodstream. Basically, cells stop responding to insulin the way they should and blood sugar continues to rise over time. Insulin resistance doesn't always produce noticeable symptoms, but it increases your risk of diabetes and metabolic syndrome. In the early stages, insulin resistance doesn't necessarily cause blood sugar fluctuations that feel extreme, but over time, people with insulin resistance can experience symptoms of high or low blood sugar. Switching gears a bit, I want to discuss symptoms of blood sugar problems that may actually surprise you. Outside of experiencing the signs of hyperglycemia or hypoglycemia, there are some other red flags to look out for that could indicate it's a good idea to take a deeper look into blood sugar and insulin levels. These can be disrupted sleep cycles, irregular menstrual periods, hormonal imbalances, and this is both in men and women, abnormal weight gain or weight loss, digestive issues, overall fatigue, sudden energy crashes, especially in the afternoon, feeling extremely hungry in between meals, food cravings, especially for sugar, and mood problems. These are a lot of various symptoms, which can be confusing, so uncovering blood sugar problems often requires taking a deeper look. One of the first steps we take is getting a full and complete picture of your nutritional status, which is an instance where I like to use a food journal. That way we're getting a full picture, including details of how you're feeling after every meal. 
those extra details about your eating habits beyond just what you eat are really important. People who think they have a great diet may not be looking at blood sugar issues as a cause of problems like frequent fatigue or afternoon energy crashes, even if blood sugar ultimately is one of the culprits. When we eat and how much we eat can often be just as significant as what we're eating. So when trying to assess someone's risk of blood sugar problems, some of the questions I ask generally are, how are you feeling in between your meals? Do you feel like you have to snack in between your meals? Can you go a solid four to five hours between eating your meals? Do you even feel hangry? And hangry, a lot of people think of being anxious, agitated, the inability to concentrate between meals. Generally, people experiencing blood sugar fluctuations often feel the need to eat urgently and they feel like they have to eat frequently and they can't go more than three to four hours between meals. Aside from asking these specific questions, I always, always, always use blood sugar testing, which is used to uncover fluctuations, but specifically diagnose insulin resistance. We do a comprehensive lab assessment to test fasting blood sugar and insulin level levels, including hemoglobin A1c, which are one of the most important markers, including organ function, as well as looking at things like inflammatory, micronutrient, and hormone markers. But an oral glucose tolerance test is my go-to test as it's the gold standard in the scientific realm. If you or someone you know has been pregnant, this is the test that they do that involves drinking a sugary solution and then testing your blood every three hours. Yes, it's a pain in the bum, but it's well worth it. The good news is that whether you want to lower blood sugar, raise blood sugar, or increase insulin sensitivity, by focusing on a few of these principal pieces, a lot of these things can resolve themselves. So let's discuss how. First, balance carbohydrates with protein and fat. Carbohydrates have the biggest impact on blood sugar, but protein and fat are going to slow down the rate at which those carbs are broken down and give you more blood sugar stability. So rather than restricting carbs right off the bat, I like to encourage people to focus on creating meals and snacks that includes carbs, proteins, and fats. Next, focus on quantity and quality of carbs. For people who are showing signs of insulin resistance or other blood sugar problems, this would be paying attention to the quality and quantity of carbs. We always want to go towards whole foods because those will give us more fiber, which helps to slow down that blood sugar release. That could look like choosing sweet potatoes, legumes, and whole grain rices. In terms of quantity, Portion size recommendations definitely need to be individualized. Changing a portion size is something to consider if even high quality carbs are causing blood sugar fluctuations. A part of blood sugar regulation is really about thinking more intuitively about meals and eating, how we feel after we eat, how certain things specifically make us feel, whether we're taking the time to eat slowly or we're just rushing through our meals at our desk or standing up at the kitchen counter and even eating in the car. All of these things provide us with really valuable, valuable data on how the process of eating impacts our bodies. And 
And I really want to touch on this point, getting sleep. Blood sugar dysregulation can cause sleep disturbances and poor sleep can cause blood sugar dysregulation and insulin resistance. So we want to make sure that you're practicing good sleep hygiene and sleeping well because that's also going to help your blood sugar the next day. Plus, getting good sleep will make some of the other practices on this list a lot easier like making smart food choices and fitting in exercise when you can. The takeaway here is not everyone's blood sugar levels will react the same, so it's important to get yours tested, starting off with a glucose tolerance test. I know, it may be a pain, but it's absolutely 100% necessary if you're trying to rule out insulin resistance. Lots of great information here today, so take some time to digest it. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram at Dr. Nirvana or on my Facebook page at Dr. Nirvana Feels and even on my website at drnirvana.com. And remember, when you regenerate, there's a new you every day. Bye-bye, everyone.